0: do I want Into Great Minds, a wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what's in the glass. We dig a little deeper into the stories, the culture, and the history behind the wine. We even drink a little wine while we're doing it. I'm Julie Glenn. And
1: I'm Gina Birch. And like Julie and many of you listening, I love things that sparkle. <laughs> so I've been waiting for this show all month, literally. So we're popping corks on bubbles of, bottles of bubbly today. We're celebrating the holidays, the end of 2020, uh, the toasting the promise of twenty twenty one. You know, you could throw in whatever kind of uh, thing you want here, but that's what we're doing today. We're celebrating.
0: We're celebrating all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think you've been waiting for this particular show since, like, March, maybe. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) So only today, the bubbles that we're going to be talking about are ABC. Uh By that, we mean anything but champagne. We talk about champagne an awful lot. For the record, we're not dissing champagne because, Uh obviously, we love it. We're just exploring wines that sparkle from other parts of the world. We're also going to give you some tips on how to enjoy those bubbles, even the cheap ones, because we have a few
1: hacks. Yes, we do. We've, we've had to hack away a little bit here and there. Every once <laughs> in a while. Yeah.
0: So what is it that actually makes a wine sparkle? It's carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. It's just held under pressure and dissolved into the wine. Yeah,
1: and, you know, there are a lot of ways, several different ways of doing that. And Champagne is the French region whose uh, production method is referred to worldwide as méthode champenoise. No matter where you are, this is it's, it's, you, if it says that on the bottle, you know it's produced in the method that they do in Champagne, where a secondary fermentation of alcohol produces the bubbles, and it happens inside of the bottle. Um, So we're starting today's show uh, with a Methode Champanois Stunner out of California. This is from Frank Family. And when I poured this, your eyes about popped out of your head.
0: I was like, okay, so we're going to have a rosé. Oh, No. It's red.
1: Yeah, it looks like a Lambrusco kind of, doesn't it? Looks it looks
0: like a garnet. Yeah, it, it does looks, look like a Lambrusco. Or, yeah, it looks almost like a
1: sparkling pomegranate juice. It is yeah. that red. It's like a scarlet yeah. color. Sparkling pomegranate
0: juice for sure exactly is what it looks like. So
1: Frank family, you know, they've uh, they've been making wine for a long time, and they're big proponents of the American grower champagne movement, which is a whole other thing to talk about on a another time, I guess. But this winery was founded in the 90s, and they've been doing these bubbles. Uh, the winemakers really championed this. And it's made of Pinot Noir, and it spends a lot of time on the skins to get the color. Yeah, clearly. You, you,
0: you're, you're looking a,
1: a little shocked. What are you tasting in there?
0: I'm tasting dry Lambrusco. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, Lambrusco is famous as the sweet, bubbly red from Italy, which, you know, many people laugh at. And give to their grandma or whatever. But, I mean, people like sweet wine. It's right there for them. It's perfect. But, but then there's also dry Lambrusco. And, and I agree is, with you. Yeah, it's just it's,
1: like a dry Lambrusco.
0: So when you think about where Lambrusco comes from in Italy, it's from the Emilia-Romagna region in there. Mm-hmm. Like up in that area where they're really good at prosciutto di Parma and Parmigiano-Reggiano. So when you take a sip of this, I want you to think about like prosciutto di Parma, a little slice of um, mm. pork, mm-hmm, cured pork mm-hmm. product. And then think I'm about I'm feeling you. A good-aged oh, yeah. Parmigiano Reggiano.
1: Heck yeah, baby. You
0: know what I'm taking like, uh, Salty, mm-hmm. crunchy goodness. So when
1: you're lo- looking at something to bring to a gathering and you want to get something different, this is one of those wines because it, it's it's just going to be uh, nothing that anyone suspects. Number one, mm-hmm. it's a sparkling wine from California that when you pour, looks like... Almost like a, a Kool-Aid or a, it's just such a brilliant color. We'll we'll put some pictures yeah, on well, our website. You know, the,
0: you know the fizz on and like a champagne, it's all nice and pink. It looks like cotton yeah.
1: candy. This looked like cotton candy or like a strawberry mousse to me when we yeah. poured it. I mean, it had a lot of fizz on it. And it's good food wine. It's just it's fun. This is going to look really pretty on a holiday table. The color, yeah. the packaging, and it's
0: it's got some it's acidity to it too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it would be a good food pair. Definitely good for the mm-hmm. apps. Mm-hmm. This is a festive appetizer wine for sure. Oh, I like it. I like, I like it, a it lot. more and more. And I was cracking up about méthode champenoise. You can be reading a whole wine label. It'll be completely in Spanish. Or Italian, or whatever, and then method champenoise. <laughs> you know, right?
1: <laughs> you know, and
0: since we're speaking
1: still on the champenoise in um, uh, France and, and champagne, there are a lot of delicious French sparklers that are made outside of the region, and they just can't have champagne on there. Um, they can't have the method champenoise, but um, for instance, Cremant, And Cremant is usually followed by the region, so you might say Cremant de Bourgogne, and that's from Burgundy, or Cremant d'Alsace. I love the Alsatian bubbles. I think they're so good. They're so um,
0: dry, and I I just, that's one of my favorites. What's really cool and surprising about uh, Cremant d'Alsace is when you get one of the Rieslings, which you would expect to be a little bit more fruity. Mm -hmm. They're very dry. I mean, they're really, they're not kidding. They got a backbone. Yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah, so méthode de means that what you're getting is something that is made, it's sparkling, made with a méthode champenoise. And if you get one, and I did get one accidentally, um, I picked it up. It didn't say Cremant um, de, but it was sparkling wine from Burgundy, and it was really sweet of course it was called frou fru and the bottle was pink and had a poodle on it so i wasn't going for like super high-end okay. quality here
1: so you probably got what you what you paid for there without realizing it right yeah it was like 10 euro oh well you know sometimes those 10 euro french wines are really pretty darn good
0: it was a good gift
1: yeah actually 10 euros is a lot for some regions. I, when yeah. I was there, someone said, you're paying that much? We pay three euros in my, in my like, village. I'm like, well, you go right ahead? Yeah, let me look at the real estate real mm-hmm. quick. <laughs> so when we're talking about France, uh, we'd be remiss in not mentioning Lemieux. Mm-hmm. Le fave. You love you some Le Yeah, Mieux. that's in the Languedoc region of southern uh, France. And uh, a lot of people argue that that was the birthplace, that uh, that's where that crazy little monk, um, um, Dom Perignon, Started out before Allegedly he saw <laughs> stars, yes, before he went up to France and tried to repeat what they were doing down south. So, um, that's another one, and, and they have a couple of different types. Um, and they have one that is a little more sweet, it's made from I can't, I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. Well, the long uh, about
0: crepes are a little obscure,
1: yeah. It, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with it, I'll shout it out I'll in agree. a minute. I'll and be ready. It's a little more musky, um, like a cork flying across yeah, the room, exactly. like, <laughs> <laughs> duck. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about how to open wine properly. Variety coming at (laughs) you. So um, let's talk about some other regions in Europe. I mean, we've we've gone to the U.S. Let's look
0: around a little bit. When you go to Spain, the sparkling wine of note there is cava. You know, and I was really surprised to learn it has to be made method champenoise to be cava. Mm -hmm. And that surprised me because they make a lot of it. And doing a secondary fermentation in the bottle is a lot of work. But they have it down to a sign. They have like these... You know, riddling is part of the process mm-hmm. of Method champenoise, which is where you turn the bottles so that the yeast moves it. All the remnants of the yeast move their way up from, to the tip of the, the bottle. Butt, from the butt to the neck. From, yeah, from the put, <laughs> punt, uh, the punt, the buns. Um, anyway, up to the tip so that they can disgorge it whenever they freeze it. But, um Usually that was done by hand, and that person was called the L- Riddler, not mm-hmm. to be confused with superhero villain type people. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to guess which uh, group that is, Marvel or DC. Yeah, don't – you just – you just just by even saying that out I loud, did, you that opened that up know a know can it. of worms. I am obviously a, a plebe, a total idiot, because <laughs> I don't know the superhero stuff. I have other things i got to remember, such as <laughs> – <laughs> Kava. Kava, when they riddled, they had these – Big like square things that are mechanical, mm-hmm. so they move as they need to to like rotate. Like cages, yeah. And then they uh, it it it's really cool, and they have machines do it because human beings cost a lot more. Um, as if the machines never break. I mean, come on, give me a break. But um, so yeah, I, th- I thought it was really really interesting, and they make a ton. I love cava,
1: and it's, by the way, C-A-V-A, cava from Perlada. Perlada is in Catalonia, and they have this giant castle there. And this was the preferred bubbles of Salvador Dali. There's photos of him with his little curly mustache and his legs crossed, and he's drinking um, a glass of Perlada Mm Rosé. And it's such a great cava. It's under $20. Um, and it's, I know it's fairly widely distributed. It's not like Friginais or some of those. I mean, this is more one you might find more in restaurants and uh, your your wine stores rather than,
0: say, your grocery stores, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, my fave cava has got to be Ravento's y Blanc, and that's oh, also more of a small store, kind right. of small producer thing. <laughs> but you mentioned Friginais, and they are huge. They are giant. Mm-hmm. I went on a tour of that place when I was there. You did? Yeah, and they have... Many miles of caves where they are aging their bottles and allowing them to sit. And they have a tram that goes (laughs) through it like a Disney world of sparkling wine Literally oh my god a tram I've that you go. can like hang off the side of kind of and
1: do, you, do you wait do you hang off and put your glass out and then when you go by certain stops
0: someone fills it up go by the the bottle punts yeah. and you just like <laughs> ching away and hurt yourself with the broken glass speaking of that every once in a while you'd see all these punts the the butt end of a bottle mm-hmm. you know the bottom of the bottle pointing out every once in a while you'd see one that blew oh my gosh one that, blew, that was empty in the what if you were on the tram when it blew Dunk, what happened? I was taken out. Did you by sign a waiver? A punt. No, I did not. I did not. But I was not injured by a, a flying punt okay, or good. cork. So it was a successful trip. And I got to say, that company has got all different kinds and levels and tiers of quality in Cava. And um, their high end one that you can basically only get there is quite good, which is really annoying to hear people say. It's like you can't get it unless you're right there in Spain. But it is good. Mm. I've never seen it sold here. Maybe it is imported, but nobody's put it on the shelf. Well,
1: Frescione has also expanded into Italy, yeah. and they're doing some projects. Um, hmm. They're doing a prosecco. Really? Well, yeah.
0: Not surprising, but I'm totally trying a to think if
1: I, I yeah I'm trying to think if I had a bottle. Gosh, now that I wish I would have brought it in. But since I've mentioned Italy, mm-hmm. <laughs> why don't we continue the journey? And I know this is. Uh, an area, a region that is very near and dear to your heart. Um, I do love me some Italy. Yep. Italy is known for Prosecco, which is what you were saying is a whole other method to make bubbles. It's This is not method Champenois. This is completely different. Um, it's made using the Charmant method, which they use these big, huge, closed tanks of still wine that are carbonated. They add yeast, and it's a rapid secondary fermentation. Then it's stopped by this process of cooling the tank. Uh, to inactivate the yeast, then it's bottled immediately in a counter pressure filler. So this is why a lot of proseccos are cheaper because they are made like that. They're made. They, really they're quickly. not taking up real estate, waiting to age, waiting for all this other stuff to happen like mm-hmm. the method Methode Champenois, and. They bottle that stuff, they send it out, and Prosecco is never better than right after it's been bottled, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or
0: soon after, You're not after the age bottle shock. That. You yeah. don't want to age that stuff. Don't age it. But, yeah, um, most of the things that we're talking about today are the anything but champagne, but they all pretty much are about half the price of a general champagne. Usually champagne's going to run you 40 to 50 bucks, right? Oh, i another one. So usually a yes. uh, champagne... Yes, sorry, I had to yeah. stop and pour. Yeah, you did, because you know why? This is the Trento doc. But... Um, yeah, so these are all like about half the price of a champagne, mm-hmm. and uh, cava. You're gonna want it probably under twenty. If you can get under fifteen, not a bad idea. If you get under ten, <laughs> might want to have some orange <laughs> juice on standby. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that is true. You never know. But um, so this one here is uh, the Trento Dock, which I extra like. So Prosecco is the Charmont method. Trento Dock, a little bit to the north, is done with. Um, the method Champenois. And how do you pronounce that? This is Cesarini. Um, Cesari. Cesarini. Chisari. Chisari. Cesarini Sforza? Sforza. 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 Sforza.
1: This is around 25 bucks. So um, this is not Prosecco, right? Is this uh-huh. the one
0: method Champenois? Mm hmm.
1: So we were talking about Prosecco, but we're pouring and drinking the uh, Trento the opposite. Doc. But that's okay. I do love some Trento doc. <clears throat> we
0: talked with Ferrari before mm-hmm. on our show. Beautiful uh, sparkling wines. These are grown way up in the mountains in the Dolomites, mm, mm. and this is 100% Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Wow, it is really crisp. It's so good, but it's still like green appley. It's not so lean that it leaves you like, ow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's it can do well on its own, but it'd be good with food too.
1: So you know, we mentioned this is made from Chardonnay, and another difference with Proseccos, it's mostly made from the Glara grape. So yep. we're talking about not only two different methods of making it. But but different um, but grapes and that also greatly affects the flavors.
0: And the name of the grape Glera, I don't remember if it was the name of the grape that was changed or referring to it by its actual name of Glera. That happened when um, they were having an issue with other people growing Prosecco grapes oh. <laughs> in other regions and saying, "But it's Prosecco, even no. though it wasn't right. Prosecco DOC or DOCG." So yeah, that was that was interesting. It used to be referred to as Prosecco grapes. So we mentioned how prosecco
1: and cava are both a little on the lower skew, lower end of the skew as far as price is concerned. They're in that twenty or under neighborhood, right? So these are always good for mixing, I think, because of that. Because you're not, you're not dropping fifty bucks, and if you put some guava nectar. And my fifty dollar bottle of bubbles, I might just have to smack you. Yeah, I
0: will figure out a way to make that <laughs> cork go back in the bottle so I can shoot you in the eye.
1: <laughs> I can, yeah, I gave somebody, some friends of mine a, a nice bottle of bubbles for their anniversary. And the first thing the guy says, Oh, we'll have we'll make mimosas tomorrow and I just looked at him like, hey, no, no, you're, no. We're
0: gonna, we're, let me don't get you a different you one. Because I have another one that goes a lot better with orange juice, or I think, mango I think he nectar. saw like the
1: horns coming on me, like the steam coming out of my ears. Like, okay, Jean, I'm not gonna touch it. You know, you tell me when to drink it, how to chill it, which it does. Speaking of chilling, I'm going yeah. on a rabbit hole here. Have you ever stuck it in the ref- in the freezer for a quick chill down and forgotten about it?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's not a pretty find when you open that door.
0: Not good. Not good at all. But you know, the tip that I learned from a friend a long time ago was. When you put it in the freezer, set your oven timer to go off in go. 25 minutes to remind you to get up and go check. Because mm-hmm. it's you're
1: going to have glass everywhere, and mm-hmm. even if you think you've salvaged it, the minute you open it, it's just
0: ugh, sad days. It all flies out. It just goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. If you get it too cold in that freezer, you pop that cord and it's all going down your sink. So let's talk about some
1: hacks here before we go into the next one. So you get a bottle of bubbles mm-hmm. that is um,
0: less than par. Gross, yeah. Somebody used like, to say gross. Yeah, so if you happen to find yourself in the possession of a bottle of bubbles that are icky, that were probably done a la Coca-Cola. And that's another way that you can put bubbles in wine. You can do it the way they do Coke, which is just... Carbonate it. Carbonate it. And there are people that do that. They
1: do that in the cans. It's fine in a can. I expect it in the can, but not in a bottle. Yeah,
0: but the price of that bottle is pretty low. So if you find yourself on the receiving end of one of those this holiday season... Because we know you wouldn't go out and buy that because you're listening to us right. and you would know that that's just not a good idea. This is the one you stand on the on the bar at New Year's Eve and shake and
1: spray all over spray everybody. Spray all over all your
0: friends, <laughs> self,
1: whatever. But back to finding a way to, to make this, make lemonade out of lemons if you've got a, a skanky kind of bottle
0: or super bad, yeah, yeah.
1: There are different ways. We mentioned putting nectars and things. Uh, Mango nectar, peach nectar,
0: yeah. you got your bellini. <clears throat> but to me, if it's
1: already s- super sweet, yeah. how do we combat that? Maybe the French 75, put First some 75 gin in there. French 75 all
0: day, a little gin, some lime juice, mm-hmm. and a maraschino cherry, and you are good to go.
1: Right. So have a nice botanical gin. Well, all gins are botanical. That was kind of redundant. Um, mm. Have that on hand. Your favorite. And, and you could... Um, Definitely salvage that bottle of
0: bubbles, and they can go kier. You know, Ooh, you could yeah. always uh, if you get like one that's way dry, get some. What is it, kier? Kier cassis, right? Yes, it's cassis that goes with the um, with champagne or not champagne, please God, but mm-hmm. whatever um, sparkling wine that's so cheap and gross, you're not going to drink it by itself. Mm-hmm. Raspberry liqueur, yeah, a little Chambord would be nice. Chamboard, uh-huh. yeah, I think then, that would be
1: great, actually.
0: Yeah, and that if it's really... is that called the
1: poinsettia? Is that the drink called the when it has the oh, champagne in there? I'll believe you. I would okay. call it that. That sounds great. Okay, well, let's drink some some poisonous plants. <laughs> yeah, poisonous
0: definitely <laughs> sounds good.
1: Like oh, okay, let's 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 keep going here. So we've opened several bottles. Um, we well, obviously we're gonna not obviously, but we will be putting these on our on the website. And I think we gonna do we did a little video that will be on our YouTube of us mm-hmm. opening the bottles as well. Yeah, But let's go, the, where we've talked about so far have been regions that are really kind of known for their bubbles, Cava, uh, Champagne, Prosecco, even the U.S. to some degree. There are a lot of wineries that are making sparkling wines. Um, but let's get off the grid a little bit and go across the pond, so to speak, and, and talk about bubbles that are being produced in jolly old England, mate.
0: Going across, across the pond across and across the, the channel. Mm-hmm. All of the above. So England making sparkling wine. Mm-hmm. I've seen them around a little bit. They're not shy about the pricing on these. They must not be making a huge volume. No, and you know we have one called is it Nye I'm going to po- Nye Timber. N Y E Timber. T I M B E R. Now this is this
1: is they've been doing this for like 900 years. So it's not something that's just come on the map in England. And this is in the southern part of the of the country. Um, it's in the chalk and and green sand soils is where these grapes are grown. Um, and this particular one, this estate, was first mentioned in King William the Conqueror's Doomsday Book of 1086, 1086. Oh, yeah, I know. It's my nighttime reading. Yeah, right? My you. No, wait, that's Twitter. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Doom scrolling. Um,
1: it was then owned by King Henry VIII in the 1950s, or in the 1500s. I'm sorry, the 1500s. And it was also, guess what? This, for all you royal watchers will be glad to know, Pippa Middleton's Wedding Wine hmm. was this one. Wow. We're drinking the Blanc de Blanc. It's 100% Chardonnay. That's what Blanc de Blanc is if you see it on the bottle. Uh, might I guess, are they able to put a little percentage of something else? I'm not really sure about that. I don't that. know
0: what the rules and regulations are up in England. When I see Blanc
1: de Blanc, it. I just typically think it's all Chardonnay.
0: Yeah, I would imagine. Um,
1: and this is a $100 bottle of Bubbles.
0: I mean, I'm yeah, telling 100. you, the, I've not seen anything <gasps> under $45. You better
1: drink this, and you better like it. I pulled the cork
0: on this one. I know. I'll try my best, <laughs> but it didn't I'm have a whole lot of fizz when I poured it. Did you notice that? hmm mm. I see some good bubbles. Well, they're really delicate. They're tiny. Tiny bubbles. T- Don Ho. This is the Don Ho wine. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> Who
1: you got on a ho? Okay. Wow, but this is, it's, good. it's really um Those are some teeny ascetic. little bubbles, though. They're like tiny. What would you have with this? Bangers and mash, fish and chips. Oh yeah! Oh my God! This would be a perfect fish and so chips, good, wouldn't it? This would be ghetto fabulous. So you have, <laughs> you know, that fried, greasy fish and chips, and this one hundred dollar bottle of deliciousness.
0: What about Kentucky Fried Chicken? I yes. hear that the uh, Colonel's making a comeback. Yeah, he is. I've Did seen you him see on TV. The, uh, Netflix ads for some. Romance involving. I don't really understand no, it. I don't know. But, you know, Hooters,
1: <laughs> they have the Dom Perignon and the wings. They have one of those kind of things where you're spending $150 on on a, a nice bottle of bubbles and you have wings that are messy. And it's just it's one of those things that I that I kind of like when you have the extremes like that. You have something super expensive with something that's more pedestrian. I like potato and, chips
0: oh, with uh, all
1: day long. Yeah. All day long. Chips and uh, bubbles.
0: I don't think popcorn crisps. would be very good though. No, the butter on it. Yeah. I don't I don't think. Mm. But yeah, I'd definitely go for some Lay's potato chips. Like the little thin ones, you know. I'm getting green apple in this and um So you're supposed to, I was told a long time ago by a Sommelier type person that you're supposed to put it the champagne in your mouth on your tongue and push your tongue up towards your roof. Okay. Give I it a try, it. let's do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Changes the mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Wow. I get more lemon. I get more...
0: It gives you a different... Um, hope, Different perspective. A flavor situation, yeah. Because you're pushing those bubbles out, right? Yeah. I'm getting like a weird... Like some kind of like... I don't want to say oregano because that's too heavy, but like some kind of like a marjoram, kind of like a... Uh, an, an herbal quality. Yeah. From that. But I can taste that. I can see that. I love when... I mean they could be like, yeah, I'm getting a little bit of horseshoe and I'd be like, <laughs> "Yes, I totally get that right now." But the power of suggestion is
1: huge with wine. Since we're talking about different regions, mm-hmm. have you had any from regions that we haven't discussed? Uh mm-hmm. while you think about that, I cuz I say that because I have I have something on my mind about it. Let me segue yeah. to what I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> you just sit over there and drink your bubbles. Let, let, <laughs> let me let me take this for a Do minute. Me a little tone tree. <laughs> South Africa. Yeah. That's where I was going. Was it's it? a long plane ride, but the bubbles make it over here.
0: Graham something or
1: oh, well Graham back. Yeah, yeah, that is good all day long. Uh-huh. I t- I love their their. They've got a beautiful rosé. Uh-huh. It's affordable. Um But I recently tried Steinberg, and uh-huh. this is around twenty dollars. And why I bring this one up is because it's made from Sauvignon Blanc.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: So it's a like a, it's a sparkling Sauvignon Blanc. So for folks who love that acidic. Crisp, grapefruit. Because, oh yeah, and I'm telling you, it was so fun. It was a really fun wine to try. Does it s-
0: retain the grapefruity thing? Uh, not
1: not a huge amount, but it's yeah. there. And, and maybe it's because I'm looking for it. You yeah. know, it's like you said, it's what yeah. you're what you're looking for. And it's in the twenty dollar range, so it's it's definitely affordable. It, it's imported or exported to the U.S. And then um, I'm a I like the Domaine Busquette from argentina mm-hmm. and i know you back in the day didn't you used to sell some of their wines did i you? did
0: like a long time but there was all still wines right so they, and they were very inexpensive reds
1: they're still inexpensive they do have different tiers now and they are they are like leading the way when it comes to sustainability on organic and they're doing really great things in that realm mm-hmm. and so when you think one from and it's from argentina when you think of it uh, a wine from mendoza i automatically thought their rosé was going to be from malbec but it was it was pinot noir Mm-hmm. and um, it's around the $13 range, and it's one that is you can find a lot in the stores. So this Night Timber, you know, $100, bucks, you are not going to find. We like to always guide you and say, I've tried this. It's good. If you see the Domaine Bousquet um, sparkling in your grocery store, definitely get it. I, I think it was really enjoyable. It was, it was lovely, and it's pretty. The label's pretty. It's going to look nice on your holiday table.
0: Two things I want to mention. The Frank Family Red one, mm-hmm. remember the Syrah? Viognier blend that was sparkling That came in from Australia a lot Back in the 90s mm. Am I, I aging myself too I don't much?
1: really remember that
0: Yeah that was like a, a rage For a while, yeah. people went crazy for it But I haven't seen a whole lot of it, they still do produce it I, ha- I saw like not too long ago I saw one, but um, there's not A lot of that stuff around, but I do want To go um, a little Off the coast of Australia to Tasmania There's a sparkling wine there That makes me crazy. It's so good. Oh. It's a rosé. It's called J-A-N-Z or J-A-N-T-Z. Jans. Dance. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And I found it at Whole Foods. Did you? Yeah. And All it's right. like 15 bucks. Okay. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. I would get it. I, if I saw it, I'd get it again.
1: I love it. So we definitely run the spectrum in pricing and, and fun. And I say, you know, for 15 bucks, give it a whirl anyway if you yeah. see it.
0: And if you can't stand it then you just mix it mix it
1: <laughs> if, if you don't like it somebody gives you cheap stuff wiki 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 mix it, mix it, it up
0: it. make your own oh, mix. this is
1: great i'm i'm so glad we did this here's to
0: bubbles and cheers right. chin 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 okay which one are you going to go back for
1: oh i'm going to well i'm going to try them all i'm just going to let you know i'm just
0: not sure where i'm going to go <laughs> first retry them all yeah <laughs> <laughs> retry them all revisit is mm-hmm. i think the official word
1: i'd like to revisit that
0: one for the 50th one time more
1: please thank you
0: <laughs> more please
1: well happy holidays thank you for joining us and see um, you next year yeah
0: all right. Again. Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producer for online media is Tara Calligan. Great Minds theme music is from Kansas City band Victor and Penny. The song is You'd Be So Nice to Come Home To by Cole Porter. To get in touch, check us out at greatminds.org.
1: For Julie Glenn, I'm Gina Birch. Thank you for listening. Nice You'd be so nice while the fire by the breeze. I'll
0: sing another